0: What's up, fam? I'm Jazz, and this is Black Executive, a networking podcast for Black creative pros by Black creative pros, sharing inspirational stories, actionable advice, and giving away the game to succeed in your business and your career. Join the network where dreamers become doers and the aspiring become inspired. Listen and watch on BlackExecutive.com. Let's get to it. What's up, Black Executive fam? It's your girl, Jazz, and you're watching another Season 2 episode. Today, we'll be talking to Andre Rodriguez. Dre is an environmental artist for Blue Sky Studios, most known for Spies in Disguise, the Ice Age films, Rio, Peanuts, Epic, and more. He's also a youth mentor, visual arts instructor, and creator of Diverse Tools. Dre's story is impactful in many ways because of his wonderful journey to becoming a successful artist in his field. Welcome to the show, Dre.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Glad we got to coordinate this early Saturday morning.
1: <laughs> no doubt. The early bird gets the worm, man. Stay yes. ready. Get ready.
0: Ass up. Oh, look, come, you coming with the bars already. We not even 36 <laughs> <Always. Always.
1: laughs> No doubt.
2: Got to.
0: Yes. So before we like just dive deep into everything else about your life, which is just a wonderful story. Who are you? Who is Andre Rodriguez? What's your story?
1: Um man, I always say that, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a black man first.
2: Hmm. You know,
1: and um and and uh and I'm an artist, you know, um mm-hmm. and I always say art artist isn't something I do. It's who I am. And um mm-hmm. I, I knew that from when I was two, three years old. You know, mm-hmm. one of my one of my older brothers put a, put a pencil in my hand and taught me how to draw. And and that's that's what I've always done. It's been the thing that kept kept me sane, you know, throughout the years of of stuff that I've been through. You know what I mean? Art's always been there, whether it be like when I was playing trumpet for a little while or whether I was, um, you know, using spray cans, putting uh, putting huge pieces on a wall or, yeah. or airbrushing. Yeah, that, that's me, a black man and an artist. Yes.
0: Yes. Those two parts are core to your identity.
1: Yeah. There, there's more that's things great. there that we can get into. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, that's where it starts.
0: How did you how did you find your way into where you are now as a 3D modeler? What was that journey like?
1: Um, so so I've always done art, but um I I really wanted to get into when I was younger, I really wanted to get into makeup and prosthetics, like mm-hmm. special effects for films and stuff. Mm. That's what I really liked. But you know, growing up the way I grew up, I'm I didn't think I'd ever get into something like that i never thought i'd be making films anyway but um, <laughs> the the computer graphics industry actually found me mm. um in the prison system mm. so in 1990 uh the end of 95 you know i caught caught a nickel you know what i'm saying it's five mm. years old, people i don't know mm. caught a nickel hit san quentin this all happened in california i hit san quentin and from san quentin i went to tracy um and in tracy they had a drafting program Hmm. And since I put down that um, uh, on your when you when you go into when you go into process and they give you this form that says, you know, what are your interests? They have like mm-hmm. three three slots and I put art in every one So I don't know if it was like the universe helping me out here. I don't know. But I landed in Tracy and they had a vocation department and they had a drafting department.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They had the big desks, the pencils, the whole nine. And inside that uh, inside that department, they had this small room that had computers in it. And I asked the instructor, uh, his name was Mr. Cass. Um, I said, what's that? What are they doing in there? And he said, "That's that's they do CG in there. And I said, what's that? And he said, it's computer graphics. Uh, I didn't know what the hell that was. I come from a small ass town in Northern California. Uh I didn't know anything about that stuff. Um, And he said, that's the stuff they use to make, like special effects for films and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hell no. That's crazy. So he took me into the room. And I started, like, dabbling in um, 3D Studio Max, Softimage, uh, mm. Auto, AutoCAD. And these are, like, these are programs that are still used today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started playing around with it. And then uh, he would bring in magazines and movies and stuff that had to deal with, you know, that he would show to the class, you know. It's weird mm-hmm. talking about stuff because all this stuff happened in prison. but it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a cool class, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, he would bring in films and magazines talking about this stuff. And I said, I can do this when I get out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but once I got it, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a I'm a black man. You know what I'm saying? With with a violent crime, one strike against me. Who won't mm. hire me? So yeah. I wouldn't work. So I wouldn't work at the dump. Right. Mm. In my town. And it was a good job, good benefits and whatnot. Um, And then out of the blue universe, once again, trying to tell me stop being hard mm. I got a brochure from an art school out of mm. nowhere. It just showed up in my mailbox. And I said, let me let me look into this. So eventually, I ended up going to the Art Institute in San Francisco, and I was there for um for I did my whole uh, I got a bachelor's in media arts and animation there.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
1: there for five years, and then after that, I thought once again, who's going to really hire me? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I went and got another I went and got another job. You know, at uh at Home Depot, and um right when I was about to start my job, so I was going to start my job Monday. Friday, uh, a person called me from. PEI pacific data images right they're part of mm-hmm. dream uh dreamworks um called me back and said man we want you to start we want you to start monday
2: wow right
1: because i interviewed with them but i didn't think i was gonna get hired because i'm honest about who i am so they they yeah. they, they asked me about my background yeah. you know what i mean and i don't shy away from who i am because mm-hmm. i love me i got i accept yeah. all you right absolutely so i didn't think i a call back but yeah he called me back and and uh in the interview, you know, he told me he didn't care about my past. It's like everybody got a past,
2: mm. you
1: know. But I didn't think he was serious, you know. I thought mm. it was just lip service. But yeah. yeah, he he hired me. That that happened in 06. Uh, he hired me into facilities and I was a facilities clerk and I slowly worked my way up to a to an artist position. It took me four and a half years mm. and you know, 70 hour work weeks and stuff like that. Mm. And eventually I became a professional 3D modeler at at PDI Dreamworks. And then in 2012. They had massive cuts at DreamWorks, um, mm. so I got laid off in 2012, and then in 2013, um, having built a relationship with a lot of artists in the industry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I tried to I tried to reach out to my folks. The next thing I knew, I was getting an offer from Blue Sky in 2013. Wow. So they said, "Hey, come over to New York and let's get busy." And so I've been there ever since.
0: Wow, that yeah. is great, man. When and I say this all the time. When the universe is trying to tell you something when it is shifting and directing your path, yeah, there's no way you can avoid that.
1: <laughs> and me and me being so damn hard headed, man. You know what yeah. I mean? I've gotten better, you know, since 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 I met my wife and all that. She kind of mm-hmm. kinda ironed me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, wrinkles out. But yeah, being hard headed, man. I'm like, ah, it's not gonna happen. Why am I sitting mm-hmm. here tripping? Let me go get a job. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But yeah, it happened.
0: Wow! And wow. I got
1: a lot of people to thank, man. I got a lot of people that you know um, that have my back and mm-hmm. helped me to kind of matriculate from one from one like one platform to the next. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So when you look at me, you're looking at a whole lot of people, basically. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Credit to the team.
1: Always. Never. That. Never. I don't claim that self-made title. Not me. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel you. I feel you. I know it's a Drake song that always used to bother me. It's like I came up. It's all me. I'm like. Was it really though? Was it really yeah, all you?
1: you no, know, it, it's, it's funny. It's like it's like my thing is like if you can't say it in front of your mama, maybe maybe it shouldn't be in your mouth. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm pretty sure like if I said some stuff like that in front of my mama, I'm getting checked. You know, I'm like, right. oh, it's All me, I did everything myself. What? What? Nah,
0: Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, self self de- self deification is poison, man.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's poison. Ours again, definitely right. poison. Like poison. for real.
1: Yeah, because because not not only does it give you a false sense of um a false sense of like, you know, self self importance, but it also separates mm-hmm. you from from the community. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: and we should we should be working together. Yeah, like, for real. So yeah, I don't like self deification. It's not my thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that. I like I love this like down to earth. Like I just am who I am, which a lot of times you you don't get that, especially. Um, I feel like you see it the most. I feel like some of the people who do some of the coolest work, like what you do are in some of these um high positions executives are sometimes like the most real raw people. It's the oh, ones yeah. hovering in the middle with the middle management that had the egos. <laughs> you yeah. know when you get the people that's really high up, they're not even like that you know yeah, like- <laughs>
1: it's it's fu- it's funny because <laughs> you know when you're when you're in a situation where like say you shift right. Like you shift from like one position to the, to the next, you shift from one set of responsibilities to the next, mm-hmm. you'll notice people around you will kind of shift their behavior.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And that happened with me mm-hmm. when I was an art PA and my, my last, mm-hmm. my last position before I became a modeler was I was an art PA, right? I was mm-hmm. a production assistant. And then I switched and, be, and finally became a professional modeler, got my contract, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I remember with this one guy who was, he was a PA. So we worked together, right? Mm-hmm. We got late night meals because we were working overtime and I called him and I was like, and I said, Hey, did they, uh, did they forget my salad dressing in the salad or whatever? And he, he thought I was going to like go, go crazy on it. He no. thought I was about to black out on him and flash on him. You know what I mean? Ah. And he was, I said, it's not a big deal. I was just asking if they. It's cool, man. I can go and I'll drive and go get some salad dressing. You know what I mean? But the mm-hmm. fact that just two weeks before I was a PA
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he thought I was going to change wow i'm like oh i guess you never knew who i was yeah because a job is just a job to me you know yeah. I'm like whatever because it, it, it's about what you do with it
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: important right mm-hmm. if you got power big deal what you mm-hmm. doing with that power yeah you know what i'm saying that's what really speaks to your character yes you know so yeah it's very strange how people shift their behavior once you get to a certain a certain place yeah yeah very strange that's, yeah. why I, that's why I go back to my town and kick it with my folks. Any chance I get,
2: mm-hmm. I go
1: straight back to that small ass town and I'm out, yeah. we out there doing, you know, cooking and, uh, cooking out in the French front porch and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'll take, I'll take that over anything. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk.
0: Yeah. That's authentic. I mean, and you need, and I, and I feel like that helps you stay grounded, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, and I like simple anyway, like I said, yeah. I've never been, you know, I, when I moved here to New York, uh, I live in White Plains because it's close to, to Blue Sky, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we have a shuttle that takes us straight there.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: people are like, Dre, why don't you move to the city? I said, give me one reason why I <laughs> choose to make my commute longer and more expensive. If I want yeah. the city, I could just go to the city. Yeah. He was like, Man, the city's where it's at. Says who? Yeah. Says who. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing things logistically. You know what I'm saying? Besides right. where I'm at is where the party's at.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I bring the spice. So I don't need, <laughs> right? I don't need to go to the city to to feel some type of way. I'm good. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, especially if you're from a small town, like at me being from like a, a the capital, but still a very small kind of town feel to it. Like mm-hmm. I like I like having space. I like to have space between me and my neighbors. <laughs> I like having grass.
1: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yes. the 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 smell of nature, right?
0: Yes. Because <laughs> when
1: you go into the city, there's a lot of interesting smells. Mhm. of you know you just like wow, really? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't shut off. Yeah. There's no time to rest, there's no time to reflect, there's no time for intra- uh, introspectiveness, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's not me, man. I, I I walk slow until it's time to move fast.
2: Mhm. You
1: know what I mean? Cuz my, my OG told me walk slow and drink a lot of water. Mm. I, I stay with that. Yeah, so I don't mm. need, I don't need to be in the city. Yeah, OG Kool-Aid told me that.
0: OG Kool-Aid.
1: OG Kool-Aid. OG
0: said. Kool-Aid said, walk slow and drink a lot of water. Oh, that's my what, goodness.
1: That's <laughs> what he told me when I was paroling. I had my, had my bag over my shoulder. I was walking out. I was walking out, paroling. He said, Dre, you up out of here, cuz? And I said, yeah, Kool-Aid, I'm going." man. He said, listen, walk slow and drink a lot of water.
2: Mm.
1: And he went back to mopping the floor. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I, kept that. I kept that. I'm like walk slow and drink a lot of water. That's what I'm doing, man. Patient.
0: it's the simple stuff that that really just sticks with you.
1: I would say, life, I would say, life life is complicated already. I'm not going to give it any help. Mm. I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> nope.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel that.
1: Yep. I'm eating. I'm creating. I got I got a solid person by my side. I'm good.
0: Yeah, that's what you need. Right.
1: Yeah. Every, every everything sure. everything else is all extra. Everything else is just extra blessings. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yes. So think, thinking about, you know, we just got talking about the city and, and, um you know, you being near New York. So you spent some time teaching at the School of Visual Arts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So how did that come about? Like what made you I clearly see your, um, your passion for the community and giving back. How did that come
1: about? So so I met uh, I met an artist at Blue Skies. His name is John Lynn. Mm-hmm. And I do out of him a lot because. He took he took my game from like here to here. Right. Mm-hmm. When I first got the blue sky, I would just I said, listen, I just want you to model and I'm going to stand behind you and just watch what you do. Because he was so fast. Mm-hmm. And, efficient. and I would just ask him, wait, stop right there. What did you do right there? OK, now stop right there. And he would just take the time to, you know, to um to show me all these different techniques. So he was teaching at the School of Visual Arts. Mm-hmm. He said, Dre, you need to go over there and teach, man. I was like, I don't know about that, bro. That's a lot of response. That's a lot of responsibility. When I when I think about teachers, teachers aren't just passing knowledge from themselves to another person. Mm -hmm. They're shaping society Mm -hmm. for the next generations. That's deep. Yeah. Right. That's how I look at teachers. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, man, I'm not ready yet. He was like, Draven, you're ready. You know what I'm saying? With 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 where you came from and your process of, you know, starting here and ending up here you need to go teach. And it mm. took me, it took me like a year and a half before I finally listened to him. Mm. And so, cause I went to, I went to a uh, a school of visual arts, um, like get a portfolio review where we're reviewing portfolios, you know, mm-hmm. and he just took me with him. He's like, you're an industry professional. You can give critique. Cool. That the head guy at the time over there, um, he was like, oh, you're, you work over at Blue Sky. Take my card. Let me know if you want to come teach. It was that quick. Mm. I was like, I don't know. I'm, let me think about it. You know what I'm saying? And um, but eventually, yeah, John was like, just try, try a, a workshop class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I did a workshop class and actually it was like two. It was it was Saturday and Sunday. And each class was six hours long. And I'm cool with that because I'm, I'm the one if I can get in, if I can get in the trenches and stay in there until something sticks. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one two hour person. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go a whole day learning something new. Mm. Cause that's the only way it sticks in my head. Cause I said I'm yeah. hard, so
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's the only way it sticks for me. So when I taught those two classes, um, a lot of the students at the end of it were like, "Man, I you changed my whole thinking about how to mm. approach this stuff. Not just from an artist standpoint, but from what I could do myself outside of like companies, what I can do on my own." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, maybe maybe this is something that you know that I could work with." So then I finally did. I finally did a class and um. One of the students uh, in my first class, um, she told me after after the class was done and whatnot, and we still keep in touch, and she told me, you were my favorite student, or you were my favorite teacher mm-hmm. in my whole, you know, college career. And I was like, whoa. Wow. I said, but didn't you have such and such as a teacher? No names. I ain't going to do that. I didn't put yeah. nobody on blast. And she was like, yeah, but he's not you, though. Mm. I was like, oh damn. Because mm. <laughs> the person I referred to is somebody I look up to. Mm. That's like one of one of my big dogs. You know what wow. I'm saying? And she was like, Yeah, but he's not you though. You gave me, you gave me the stuff that other teachers didn't. You, you know, the the outlook on things, like the, mm-hmm. the proper mindset. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I am I'm helping. Cause that's what it was for me. It wasn't about like, you know, some people going to teach me because it's like, hey, this is the place where I can kind of shape my idea of what an artist is right or mm-hmm. my idea of what an academic is
0: yeah
1: that's not the right reason to be going into teaching yeah you know i was like if i'm gonna teach if i can't help people discover who they are
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't belong in that classroom yeah. and so but once once that student told me that i'm like okay maybe maybe i do got the skills to do this and so yeah, yeah I it's over there for a little while and um i'm still on the roster but with the whole pandemic thing Mm -hmm. it's a little tough and i really the the online teaching i'm back in that same space where i'm like can i do this i'm back in that space again online (laughs) teaching is weird i like the energy of the room
0: i feel that i like the energy yeah
1: i like the energy of the people so Mm-hmm. I, am i am i good enough to do online teaching so here i am back yes. with the imposter syndrome
0: yes. and, <laughs>
1: and all that stuff so i gotta work through that part and maybe i'll maybe i'll go back to teaching
0: you you can do it i've taught online and um i don't know if we talked about this offline but yeah i taught composition for seven years no, uh no yeah way. yeah college composition okay. so i taught online and um in person and i had the same thing when it was time to teach online i was like i don't even know like it's just gonna work and and I, i'm not yeah. gonna lie i do prefer in-person teaching because you do have that connection with your students and yeah. you really get to like and, and i love to be able to you know when you're talking about concepts um you can see their facial reaction to see if they actually understand you or if they're confused yeah. and you just you don't get that online but yeah. When yep. I taught, we we weren't doing Zoom and all that when I was teaching mm-hmm. online. So I would, I bet you could probably more closely mimic in person teaching now that we have Zoom. You know, a little bit yeah. better.
1: Actually, John actually offered offered me a, um, like he he all, John always comes to me with stuff. He's like Dre, something's going down over here. I want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And depending on depending on what it is, I'll jump in or not. But yeah, he he was like, Hey Dre, the this, this school over here wants to do some online teaching. Blah blah blah, and yeah, I, I was like, I'm not ready yet, so I might, I might give it a shot. You know what I mean? I'm hoping, this, I'm hoping this pandemic is going to be over soon because I, re, I really like being in the classroom and 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 getting into the weeds. One of yeah. the first thing I told, one of the first things I told my students when I got in there, I said, "Listen, I'm Dre. I'm a student too." Mm-hmm. They were like, "Huh?" And I said, "Well, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. So that makes me a student. So don't look at me as any different than you. Let's get mm-hmm. down and get busy and learn some stuff." Mm-hmm. don't think of it as like i'm 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 over you i'm not an overseer i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting next to you not above you
2: mm-hmm. they're
1: like whoa that's different and it's hard to get mm-hmm. that over zoom you, mm-hmm. know? I, you know i want to see all the reactions and i want to feel that you know yeah yeah i want to feel that energy reciprocated so
2: yeah we'll,
1: we'll see what the future holds yeah yeah
0: yeah you know ne- you never know where it'll take you but i'm glad that like you you found that passion in in teaching that's that's so important and we need good teachers like you said we need people who aren't going to like take whatever their ideas and beliefs are and try to sculpt minds to shape into what they want it to be but you know to allow students to kind of naturally grow organically and just kind of nourish them I feel like it's almost just like the same way with the child you train up a child and you kind of you know as a parent you don't try to control them and what they like and don't like, you don't try to mandate their personality. You just kind of let them do their thing. You just guide them and you curve them a little bit when they get off track. And- <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, when, you see, when you see what excites them. Yeah. You, you feed that.
2: You feed it. I, mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, say, uh, I say there's two things you can do with knowledge, liberate and subjugate.
2: Mm.
1: That's it. There's no, there's no fence.
0: Yeah. There's
1: no fence. I remember I was talking to one of my partners. They was like, well, what if you just keep the knowledge to yourself? I said, that's a form of subjugation. Yeah, problem.
0: Definitely if Definitely
1: you can acknowledge to yourself you of the worst.
0: yes you
1: know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. um, but yeah and so I, I try to make sure that I'm focused on the fact of if I'm if I'm teaching anybody anything I'm trying to do it in a way that liberates them from their current state of mind wherever they're at currently you know what mm-hmm. I mean if I can get their eyes to open up just a little bit and they get that light bulb to turn on and they think it for themselves like okay
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that's what I'm talking about
0: exactly that's exactly
1: yeah even if we don't agree on stuff if you if mm-hmm. they think if if sparks are going,
0: that's mm-hmm. what That's what matters. That's real. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So with that being said, you did some work with diverse tunes. So can yep. you talk about that and what that experience was like?
1: Um, that was it was actually it was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Monique and Jade, man, they're um they're gonna be a force to look to look for. Mm-hmm. They 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 handling business. Mm-hmm. They handle a business for real. Um, so one of my partners, his named uh Brian. He he was going to be on their panel, so they started at I think the Blurred City Con over in New York, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so it's a it's like a it's like a comic con kind of thing, and uh, they asked Monique to put together a panel, and this this is how Diverse Tunes was born, was right mm-hmm. there at Blurred City Con. Mm-hmm. She got a panel together, and Brian was like, "Hey, I got somebody that's going to be on the panel with us," and Brian, his name's Brian Vincent Rose, he got at me, and was like, "Dre, you got to do this." Mm. And I'm not with the public speaking. it's weird. it's very strange to me. I like being in a conversation but mm-hmm. public speaking where you're speaking to an audience It's terrifying to me so mm-hmm. um i'm I'm in the back of the house, not the front of the house right mm-hmm. I'm the chef, not the waiter um so he he said you gotta do this and just based on the fact that I respect him so much as a, as an individual as just He's just on point with everything he does. And uh, I trust him. I'm like, let me put everything aside and just do what he says and just see how it turns out. You know what I mean? And in that in that talk, just the amount of information that flowed back and forth from like the panelists to the audience. I was like, this is this is making an impact. And from that point, I'm like, yeah, I got to keep this is if 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 I'm always talking about trying to turn on those light bulbs, you know what I mean, and get people. Mm get people to, to understand self-discovery this, I need to keep doing this. And so Mm -hmm. that, that first, that first um, panelist discussion, when that happened, it just, it felt so right. Monique just kept it going and Mm -hmm. and she got her homegirl Jade and they just, they started diverse tunes and it's been popping ever since. And I think I've, I've been on, I think five, five of those like diverse tunes panels. Wow! And since then they started um, when the pandemic hit, they started a lot of online stuff. And now they're doing uh, they have like artists come in to um, like showcase their work and showcase their workflow and what they do. They had a guy on there named uh, Danny Williams, who is that man, super, super talented cat. Um, just watching him work. You're you're just you you get you get drawn in yeah. to, how, to how his level of skill, but not just his level of skill, but how he can teach complex things very easily. Mm-hmm. So they have people like that on diverse tunes now. They've had people in there talking about lighting for dark skinned individuals for individuals yeah. of color. Yeah, diverse tunes is just is blowing up now. So yeah, they they kind of it was it was another one of those areas where I kind of leveled up um in understanding my my role and what all this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I think one thing I've noticed as a pattern in, in your story so far has been there's always someone who's like Seeing something in you that maybe you're not ready to move on (laughs) or stuff, and drawing (laughs) it out of you, (laughs) I love
1: that. Well, growing up, you know, where I grew up, um, you know, teachers just, you know, they weren't very supportive in who Mm -hmm. I was. So, so they were they were constantly snuffing my flame out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually, you start to believe that stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, you start to believe this is this is where this is where I'm placed. You know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: in, in the you know in society, and so it just it took a long time. I still have issues with imposter syndrome, heavy yeah. you know what I mean um even when people tell me I did a good job, I'm like they lying. <laughs> they just try to make me feel good. that's all they doing so um yeah it takes it takes a long time so and i'm and I'm so lucky that the people that came into my life mm-hmm. did take the time to see those things in me because they didn't have to yeah. Right. They didn't have to do that. They they got their own lives to do with that. I'm pretty sure they got their own worries and, and cares and responsibilities, right? But for mm-hmm. some reason they they saw me as worthy to to give me some of their time and some of their understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hella blessed, man.
0: Yes. And and I see that that you are returning to that. You do a lot of work with the youth. Mm-hmm. You, know, you try to give back and invest in them. Can you can you talk a bit about that?
1: Um I've done a I've done a few things. I've worked with um uh uh, the city of Greenberg, which is right outside of White Plains. Mm-hmm. I, I went over there and, and spoke to a class about what I do. So they had different people come in, like kind of a career day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they had um, different people coming from like uh, different industries. You know, they had people come in that that study law. They had people come in and for entertainment. I think they had some people come in that were like professors and colleges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the first time I think I came, I went and spoke to, um, like kids in high school, right? At that mm-hmm. at that level, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Um, and that was cool because they don't they don't give a damn how you feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if you ain't connecting, they'll let you know.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> good. So, sure. Yeah. Your kids so, don't play.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was like, so I, I like that because I remember when I was that age, I was the same way. You mm-hmm. know, like if 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 you're not my art teacher was the only one I connected with in high school. That's mm-hmm. it. Everybody else was, you know, well, my art teacher and my in-house suspension teacher, oh, my goodness. she, she was, she was cool peoples. Um, and so, and so, yeah, it's like, um, I was the same way where if, if I know you, if I know you just give a lip service, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. responding to that, you know what I'm saying? If yeah. I, if I see through what you're saying, if it's hollow, yeah, I'm not, I'm not participating, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you get me excited then, right. You make me feel liberated. Mm-hmm. And I'm, then I'm gonna reciprocate. So, like talking over there, City Greenberg doing that talk was was eye opening because you can't tell if you connect, right? They're not giving you anything, right? They're not. They they have like they have like stone faces. They're not gonna give you anything. And then at the end of it, um, the guy that was heading up, his name's uh, Troy Millings, another good brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, very that dude. He's on the he, he's on his way too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that that brother's amazing. Um, he sent me a video of of um i get emotional right now he sent me this video of one of the one of the the young ladies that was in the class and she said um that out of all the talks when she heard mine because i talked about how i went from you know uh humble beginnings hitting hitting the prison system and having to deal with parole and all that Mm -hmm. she said hearing that kind of helped um demystify all the stuff like these obstacles Mm. we have ways around them she was like if if this dude could make it i know i'm good and i was like whoa Mm. you know that was that was heavy and there were some there were some serious people that showed up for that day to to speak to the students and Mm -hmm. and i was the one that kind of resonated with her it was pretty it was deep man i'm like that's Mm. to me that that feels better than than anything you know what i mean yeah knowing that you know i like making films films that's fun you know that's fun stuff but doing that is like i could have if somebody would have did that for me what where could i be right now
2: you mm-hmm.
1: know I mean? not not saying i'm complaining i'm in a good spot,
2: yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah. spot. Mm-hmm.
1: but where could i be if i got that mm-hmm. when i was you know 14 15 you know what i'm saying right so yeah it was just it was amazing and then um I worked with tap the animation project, another good brother named Matt Munn. He works at blue sky. Um, He works with tap a lot. And we did a, a a few of us from blue sky did a story development class for some of the kids at tap. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most important things when you think about like entertainment, film, TV, is that we don't tell our stories. Mm. A lot of us are not in that space. It's getting a little better right now. Yeah. But that was cool to see these kids go from, you know, not understanding story to now thinking about, oh, after I'm done with this story, I'm about to create something else. And I'm going to work. I'm going to find some people to work with. And and I want to I, I have a series in mind. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. they're really some of these kids really it's shifted, like yeah. everything shifted for them. You know what I'm saying? So that was another. um That was another uh organization I worked with. And then I also did a couple of talks at Westchester Community College in yonkers and mount burn yeah a friend of mine uh she used to work there at the college she was a uh instructor there and she had me come in and talk to the students and it's it's crazy how you know the messenger is important right the message is important but also the messenger and when they saw me come in there they were like and they hear i'm talking right Mm -hmm. They, they, they see my they see from the crown to my get down how i how i put messages across and they're like hey this cat is not you know, he ain't square. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a square, but I'm sharp like one. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so they immediately are like, they, they're listening. And I remember one, one, uh, one young brother, he said, I want to get into, um, I want to get into computer science.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, let me tell you something, man. You get into computer science, you'll never be without a job.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: I said, everything you do, everything we do right now, mm-hmm. from designing cars, our phones, computers, medical, military, everything is computer science. I said, yep. you will be, I said, you'll be making six figures in no time. Started at college. He was like, are you serious? I'm like, bro, I know computer science people.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And So
1: he was like, and so right there I saw him, he, he became convicted right then and there. Mm. He was like, that's it. I'm I, I know I'm on the right path. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was, he was thinking like, I don't know what I, you know, is it, is it viable? Is it something that, that I'm allowed to do? Is it something for me? And I'm like, bro, no, you good. Just stay on that path.
0: Yes, and I know. I know. So often we need that. Like we have that thought, even if we never say it. It's like, am I allowed? Yeah. to Do this? Am I allowed to be in this space? Like, if I get this degree, if it doesn't matter how many credentials, will I mm-hmm. be able to have a career? Will I make it? And yes. like, I'm sure he just needed someone to give him that like green light. Like, yes, I and mean, I'm yeah. doing it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It
1: was. It was amazing, yes. and it, and it was so to me. It was so simple. But then after like leaving leaving class and heading home, and I'm like, man. That cat's about to be, he's going to be writing code for the next, the next development of an AI yeah. script or, or, you know, something crazy. Yeah. And, and I'm like, thank God, man. You know, cause where yeah. was he going? I don't know where he was going before. Yeah. I just know now I know that he's not going that way. He's, he's on his path now and that's cool. And so, yeah, I think I do owe, I owe a lot mm. because like I said, a lot of people poured into me. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: to not do that for others, I'd be a sucker. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, feel I, that. Yeah, my heart don't. My heart don't don't pump that way. I'm not a sucker, so <laughs> I gotta do. I gotta do my job, man. I got ogs to answer to. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like great, what you've been doing.
0: Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I do got people that'll that'll call me on my. Yeah. Like no, I, be I, I've been I've been working player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. Youth definitely. They need that. You know, um, touch on their minds, and and that's that's a passion for me too. Anytime I can have the chance to talk to little girls, especially black and brown girls, particularly, I seek out because they need to see it, and and then to be able to be like, I know for me as a kid. You know, I didn't have that influence I was like, you know, I want to be a writer. So, but I was like, oh, that's so cute. She wants to be a writer. You know, there was, but there, my field was right. so new. Like the tech writing, as how it is today, and UX was so new. There was nobody to say like, you can st- be in tech and be a writer right. too. Like, you can, right. you can enter that industry. So, I kind of had to navigate that path on my own. So, anytime I get a chance to talk to youth, I'm like, you can be a creative and also have a job in the tech industry yes. and make a living and not be a starving artist.
1: And you can do this. And yes. you can do this. You can do whatever yep. the hell you want. Exactly. Damn right. That's exactly. right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. They need that. They, they need do. that so much. And I'm glad that we have impactful people like you that, you know, can share real stories because it's easy It's easy to, to me, I feel like the best public speakers are the ones like you who like, I don't speak. It's not really my thing. I don't really do it. And then they they don't really just, you know, because they're so busy, you know, doing grassroots efforts and being in the weeds. But those are the stories that are impactful because then you have people who are just telling their story. And it's like it's an inspiring story, but they didn't go through anything. They didn't experience anything or they had like a, a leg up. They had a hand up, you know. They came from the stereotypical American background that we hear the American dream, and it's like, well, of course you did that, but that that's not my narrative. I can't relate to that.
1: Yeah, I can't.
0: You know, so you need someone who you can relate to.
1: Yeah, like if you if you you walk a mile in my shoes, you you gonna have corns before you get around the first block. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's why for me, I try to find those people out. Cause you know, we're out here, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we're we're embarrassed or ashamed to, to talk about, you know, what we went through and yeah. cause you know, being vulnerable, right. We look at that as a form of weakness we're, we got to get over that too. Yeah. And, uh, and understand that being vulnerable is a, is a, is a sign of strength actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking for those kind of people that, cause I was in that same space where I said, I know that's not for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I won't, I'm not allowed to, I'm not, I'm not in that. They're not going to let me in that room. Mm-hmm. And now that I got rid of that, I want to find the people that think that way mm-hmm. because those are people that really need, they need more. Um, they need that equity, right? Mm-hmm. They need that emotional equity. They don't, they can't just, you can't just hand them a, you know, uh, some type of catchphrase and, and that's enough. No, they yeah. need, they need time. They need time yeah. and care, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that's, that's where, for for us, that's who we are naturally, in in my opinion. You know, there's an African proverb. I think it's pronounced "Ubuntu," which means "I am because mm-hmm. we are." Mm-hmm. And I think that's us in our natural state. That's how we're we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why when you see when you see like um like say sports, you know, what I'm saying when you see enough of us get together, we dominate. Oh yeah. You know, oh, or in, yeah. yeah, when we start to, when we start to work collectively, we just we take over. So. Yeah, yep. so I try to find those people that that have that have that just most steep hill to climb.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are the ones that are hardest to reach. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I can probably coming from where I come from, I could probably be the one that can reach them. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's that's needed. There's so there are so many, um, especially young men out here who have backgrounds, you know, um, with the prison system and then may come out with a felony, and then they're like, I can't do anything now. What can Man. I do? I have to work minimum wage jobs until I die. Like, what can I do?
1: And and was and what's crazy is I I said the same thing. And what's even worse is when you get a good job. Like I said, when I worked at the dump, the dump paid well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Benefits retirement 401k, the whole nine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So that means I can take care of my family, right? Because yeah. that's that's what that's for, for me, a man's supposed to protect and provide. That's first off. Right. I'm like, oh, I can protect and provide. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's even more dangerous getting to into a space like that. Right. Because you think you got, you got a cool, you got a cool leg up, you know, you good. Right. I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not going back and forth. I'm not a recidivist. I'm not going back and forth in the prison system. I'm bringing home a good paycheck. I'm paying my bills. It's like, but we can be so much more though. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's hard that it's hard to see that unless somebody's right there in your ear. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like how Brian did to me was like, Dre, you're going to be on the diverse tunes panel. That's it. Let's let's go. Yeah. You know, and it's like, all right. OK, let's let's see what happens. You need those kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So and I'm trying to be one. I'm not I'm not trying to just receive. I'm trying to give that back.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I see that. I see that. So I feel like this is already you kind of already said this, but what what has been like the most rewarding part of your career and what has been the most challenging?
1: Um, let me think mm, the most challenging well, I think the most rewarding part is just working with the people I work with mm-hmm. um, because that, you know, like I said, when you're dealing with solid people, you can work 60 hours a week. And it doesn't matter because you're enjoying the people that you're around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's been that's been kind of that's been amazing to me. And um, the most challenging is probably dealing with the imposter syndrome of it all. Yeah. You know, like like, you know, when you so on Spies in the Skies. I made this, I don't know if you've seen the film, but I made this drone that's throughout the film, this thing opens, it's like a drone, it opens up, it's got arms, it's got guns, it's, it's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um and I remember when the the lead on the show, the Molly lead on the show, um he knows I like working with industrial design type stuff, right? Mechanical mm-hmm. things, especially mechanical things that are anthropomorphic. Mhm he, he gave me, he gave me that assignment without it going to previs. So previs is short for previsualization. Mm-hmm. They kind of get the gist of things, the scale of things that the rough, they, they rough everything out. Mm-hmm. He knew I love this stuff. So he just gave it to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So we passed over previs and I was just in my mind, I'm thinking of all the ways that it's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. All the ways that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fail at this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, Dre, you got this, man. You've been, you've been, you've been working. You've been in this industry for a long time. You know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Just mm. I, I trust you. So it was his trust in me and him being so relaxed about it. Like, hey, you'll be fine, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then lo and behold, that thing went from, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be in the in the film uh, like a for a few sequences and that's it. But when I finally showed this thing to um, like directors, raking animation, we had a big meeting and I showed this thing open up like the arms came out and everything. Everybody just went, Oh, and then it went from being in a couple of sequences to being all over the film. They kept the film through the whole film.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was, and, and some of that, some of that great experience got robbed because of my feeling that, that feeling of imposter syndrome, you know, Mm. I could enjoy all of it. I was always just thinking, when am I going to like make this thing go wrong? Mm. So that's, so that's like, it's still, it's still a bag of bricks I'm carrying around. I'm getting better at it though. Jazz. I'm trying, I'm trying. I,
0: that's so powerful though. that makes me wonder like that anxiety because i have i have imposter syndrome too and i have a lot of anxiety stuff in it and this this need to be everything to be perfect yeah. and it makes me wonder like it it's negative but also does it because of that did you create it the way that you did because that was looming over you um, you know
1: yeah that's a that's a good question that's a good question i think the way cleveland that's the modeling, uh, the modeling lead, the show lead in the modeling department. The way he approached it, he already knew I was gonna do a good job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he was, he didn't even think about it.
2: Yeah.
1: He was that's why I gave it to you. Cause this yeah. is you like to do, you're a good modeler, first off, and you like to do these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The mechanical stuff. You like this stuff. And so he didn't even he didn't even think about it after he assigned it to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, why can I be like that? Yes. you know what I, I don't it's he he already knew I had the skills and the know-how and he knew I had the communication skills and all that to talk to other departments blah blah blah
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like man so to, so I don't know did the imposter syndrome make me kind of did it give me a heightened sense of awareness I don't know
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know it's hard to say but that's it you're gonna have me thinking all for the rest <laughs> of the day now <laughs> on oh, oh, that one <laughs>
0: That's deep. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm a i'm a firm believer that like every every single stimuli in your environment impacts the way that you react
1: to no, something that's true. yeah i i agree with that that's definitely um that's facts right there you can't you can't deny that one unless you're like a sociopath or something that affects you.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think for me, I really really realized the power of that. When I started consistently making my bed every day, I kept hearing that like successful people did that. They made their bed every single day. And I was like, that's petty. That's stupid. Like, You know, whatever. If I got time, I got time. If I don't, whatever. I got stuff to do. You know, but I started I made it a habit. I was like, no, I'm going to make it every single day. And like that small sense of accomplishment.
1: Right.
2: Kind
0: that of achievement is that my exactly. whole day.
1: It kind of sets up the synapses in the brain to fire off in the proper way, right? Yep. I got to gotta take that advice right there. I, if Nicole, if Nicole heard you right now, <laughs> be like, see, uh-huh. <laughs> that's real. She would, she would agree with you right now. When she sees this, she's definitely good. She's going to give me that. She going to cut her eyes out right when, when, when she hears you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in for that. I'm in for that one. It's going down. I won't be able to avoid that. <laughs> but that is true, though. Um, it's those small things that I notice that right now. So I'm huge in, like, working out, powerlifting, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um,
2: oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I've taken, I've, I've, I got so busy with everything when the pandemic hit. And, of course, when all the civil unrest and we were out there having to, you know, tear up the streets and let people know who we are. Right. So we got to do that every now and again. Right. Um,
0: Put some respect uh, on our name, like we ain't built this damn country. But anyway.
1: You and yeah, exactly. all that, but yeah, exactly. So, so when all that happened and, and work was crazy and we had to transfer, we had to do that transition from working in the office to work from home. I kind of um, got off the working out regularly because I used to, I used to go in, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I noticed how that, that made a huge yeah. impact, you know, a huge. Mm. So I need to, I definitely need to get back on it. But yeah, it's those, it's those little, those little habits that help you to form that mm. help you to kind of solidify the big habits that are going to definitely change your change your immediate environment and then of course mm-hmm. change the course of your life. It's a hard thing to keep up, man. I really yeah. respect to those that can consistently, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. S- those small habits lead to the bigger ones for real.
0: I think I think that's a perfect transition into workflow. So what what you already talked a little bit about some of your process. What mm-hmm. did your daily workflow look like and how has it shifted due to the pandemic?
1: Okay. Uh let's see. So well so I'm an environments artist. So what we do, so anything that's not related to the characters of a mm-hmm. film, we have to build all that stuff. So cars, buildings, streets, forks, knives, mm-hmm. like anything you see in an animated film, all that stuff is built by modelers.
2: Just so,
1: yeah. So I'm on the environment side, everything outside of characters. So I think as far as the workflow, what's tough about it is it was a lot easier when, you know, So if I'm working with, say I'm working on like the drone, I was working a lot with rigging and animation, right? Because animation is going to take this thing and they're going to, they're going to make it emote, right? It's going to, it's going to, it's going to show character in its movement. So I was working closely with animation and rigging, but when you're working from home, I can't just hop up and go over to, you know, go over to my homeboy's, you know, cubicle and just talk to him. You know what I mean? It's happening in real time. Now we have to set up zoom meetings
2: Mm-hmm.
1: see who's available right we have to we have to slack somebody wait for them to respond to find out when they can be available mm-hmm. there, there's there's all these new barriers right mm-hmm. in in between in between finding like discovering the, the problem and diagnosing it there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a lot of steps in there now which you know when you have more steps it ruins the rhythm right ruins the mm-hmm. so that's that's been the hardest thing because what we do is creative and it's collaborative Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when you have something that's creative and or collaborative, you want to get rid of the you want to get rid of as many barriers as possible. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic presented all these new barriers. Yeah. And so that's been that's been the hardest. That's been the hardest thing to deal with. Um, And also just being around creative people, you become more creative, right? You mm-hmm. like be, they might say something in passing. That is the thing that you needed to, to you know, help you with the assignment that's run at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all all that's kind of been it's, it's, it's strange that that's the. Even though we're all creative, that that small thing we've learned is pretty damn huge.
2: You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. So that's that's been the hardest part. But as far as workflow wise, I don't think not too much has changed because, you know, for us, everything is done in the computer. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, after we model something. We do a we do a quality checklist for the model to make sure it's all good. And, you know, we put it into the pipeline and we have we have certain tools that do all that for us. Right. Mm-hmm. This goes back to the cat that wants to be a computer science. Major. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that's working in the background, they handle that. Right. They yeah. have a pipeline that allows us to do this stuff. So when we look when we're looking at the screen, all we're doing is creating. Mm-hmm. You know and so so the workflow hasn't changed that much. It's been more I would say the it's been more a spiritual change hmm. and a creative and a creative and a flow of creativity change. Yeah. Yeah. That that's changed for us.
0: I, I, I think that's a very accurate description. Cause I have a, a of course, I'm a corporate creative. Um, so I, I'm surrounded by creatives. And I think that is definitely accurate of like what we've experienced, even though we're on zoom and constantly way too much. Um, but yeah. it's because we're trying to make up for that, um, that spiritual process of creating when you have that synergy going in a room, with other creatives, and you're working on something, and you're working mm-hmm. towards something, and you're feeding off of each other, and yep. you know you just can't, you just can't emulate that the same in a virtual right. environment.
1: You can't. Yeah, you can't. And 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 kudos again, respect to the people that can, man. Yeah. Some people, some people can can bring that energy through the through the screen. You know what I'm saying? It's it's amazing. I'm like, I can't, bro.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just, it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, I wanna I wanna be I wanna be I wanna be able to look over and see my peoples. With mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we're we're sketching or we're we're watching something on the monitor, I want you right there mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's uh it's it's just been for me it's been a longer uh a longer period of adjustment than some of my other like coworkers and stuff like I'm still adjusting yeah. to it yeah 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 so that would be uh that would be the thing I think that changed in my workflow, not necessarily workflow more like created creatively and spiritually changed me
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I didn't I didn't realize how much um, creating at work was a like a spiritual process for me until this happened. And I wasn't able to see my coworkers. And I was like, I connected with my coworkers a little bit more than I thought, yep. you know, and I kind of yep. leaned on exactly. a little bit more than I thought. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I'm like, OK, as long as I'm up and running and I can work, I'll be cool. Yeah. And I thought that, too. Man, arrogance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. H-hubor. Oh my God. Humorous. Yeah. For sure. For sh- definitely. For sure. Because mm-hmm. I know initially when we first got you know we were at home. I was like, oh, it's popping. I'm an introvert. I'm not being my pajamas on these cars. Like I'm, you, you know, it's love, but It's cool. And then within a, a few months, I was
2: like. Oh. I want to yeah. see my
1: coworker. Yeah, you just you just want to get on the Zoom to talk to somebody and see they. What
2: thing. you doing? I, yeah,
1: you want to see them laughing and joking. And, yeah. It's like, you know. It yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm lucky I'm lucky because you know, I got I got Nicole over here. You know, so I'm not mm-hmm. alone. But there's yeah. some of my folks. You know, they you know they're single, so they're just trapped in the house by themselves. -hmm. So I can't even imagine what they're they're going through. You know, I
0: I also have coworkers who are single, and and I have my partner and and three little ones. So my two dogs, and my house is pretty active. Yeah, you could. I I have plenty of of things to stimulate me. You know, people to talk to. But I, yeah, I have coworkers who are just like alone, no animals at all, or like nothing. And I'm like, oh god.
1: Yeah, that's That's I can't even. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even (laughs) imagine. One of my good coworkers. you know, we we talked about how he was feeling he recently moved back closer to his family, which I was happy he did that. You know what I mean? Because now he's he's completely different now. You know what I mean? Yeah, awesome. But yeah, for a while, he just, you know, he would say, yeah, I'm having he's making he's trying to make light of it. But he say, yeah, I'm having a, a hard time adjusting this, you know, be, and he's he's a serious introvert. Mm. He's seriously an introvert. He he's cool with just sitting at his desk and working. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: So I thought he'd be fine.
2: Yeah.
1: Nah, he wasn't fine. Nah, he's like, No, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm struggling with this, and I'm like, Damn, Adam, Adam's mm-hmm. struggling with this. what's going on with that? I'm like, yeah, this is heavy, man.
0: Yeah, I will yeah. say it time and time again you know, at introversion, extroversion, regardless, humans are social creatures, and I think yeah. we've all realized that it, regardless of where you draw that energy from, you yeah. we have to engage with other humans at some point. It's just it's in our DNA, it's encoded in how we were designed, so yeah. we need that.
1: No doubt, no doubt, and hopefully uh, this will be the last time we have to. I mean, you know, che- Cheeto's out of the office, so <laughs> ho- hopefully we have um. Hopefully the next person that's in there, you know, hopefully Biden. Yeah. Not, not saying I'm a fan, um, but hopefully he'll follow science.
0: Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I, yeah. I feel I feel that. All right, so as we get ready to um, wrap up, as we get close to time, I have three questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always ask every guest okay. um, so the
2: first one
0: heavy the first one what is a current or recommended read It could be any read it could be related to personal growth your your career journey anything
1: hmm, recommended read um, I'm still reading um, hold on let me get a uh, Michelle Alexander wrote it um the new Jim Crow. Mm. I would say that like. yeah I'd say that's recommended um and of course a lot of us a lot of us know this stuff but she she lays out she lays out the relationship between black America and and white sponsored terrorism in the judicial system in a way that you can only come to one conclusion if if you got a moniker of, intel- of intelligence
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: you can only come to one one conclusion and that, that is that we have to we need to have our own um we need to have our own set of standards within our communities, you know what I mean, yeah,' reading her stuff like I knew a lot of it, but how she how she connected the dots man mm-hmm. Ooh, the new Jim crow
0: there you go, that's a good one, and that's a classic so if you have not read that it definitely needs to be in your collection for real, yeah. um, especially yeah. as a person of color, um especially if you're black like yes. you.
1: Need- Yeah. And if if you're a so-called ally.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I don't I don't
1: mean any offense by that. I'm just saying so-called because you got to prove something to me first. Let me
0: let me tell you, I have had one of my closest friends is white, and we have had so many very raw discussions about what it really means to be an ally. What it means because even sometimes she's had some moments where she says some stuff, and I'll be like, Hold on, wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> I love you, so I'm gonna tell you. But if I didn't love you, you might have got solo. No doubt,
1: no doubt. yeah. <laughs> but
0: I'm gonna teach you something. She
1: might have caught that two piece, huh?
0: You might have caught
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> <Extra> <laughs> No, I feel you.
0: <laughs> just, just to have that conversation, just to have you know that conversation and that dialogue—that's so important, though. Yeah, so-called allies. Yeah. A lot of times, which, which you think is allyship, is not. It's it's tolerance.
1: You know, it's it's simple for me. Um, what? How much skin you got in the game? Mm-hmm. You could say whatever you want. I always say I always say that whatever words you use don't matter to me. Right. Mm-hmm it's it's what where you put where you put your energy right Mm -hmm. right, what you're willing to fight for that's all i care about like i can have i can hear a white man say i don't like black folks but they're americans and they should have the same rights as me Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he's an ally all right then because he's fighting for my right you don't have to like me i'm Mm -hmm. cool with that i like myself enough Mm -hmm. i'm good but if i hear a person say but since they're americans they they deserve the same rights and uh, they deserve the same rights and treatments that I get to have, and I'm willing to fight for that. Mm-hmm. We allies. Anything else to me is is uh, is all you know performative. Yeah. As far yeah. As
0: well. I mean, and that's why that's why you have. I remember. Um, Read, learning. I, I'm a big fan of, of Malcolm X, X and Black executive. Um, mm-hmm. But um, what I, I kind of grew up uh, with my dad really uh, preaching to him. I always talk about how, you know, most folks grew up with a picture like white Jesus in their house. I grew up with Malcolm X like this.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: in my house. Um, so, um, you yeah. know, my dad was always on that. But I remember when I was reading about how um he had to go, like, based on the orders of Elijah Muhammad to, like, meet with the clan. And everybody was like, what, why was the NOI meeting with the clan? Right. And it was this, it was because at the table, they're like, look, we want the same thing at the core. I don't like you. You don't like me. But you wanna go over here and do your thing. I wanna go over here and do my thing. You want us to leave each other alone. And, and it was so much, and it was people were so angry, upset about that. But it's because they were like, we have the same at the end of the day, the same goals. Like I don't want you bothering me, on me bothering you. You don't want us to mix. Yeah, that's and it. And I always, I always think about that because that just blew my mind. And I was like, why know Why would they sit down with the clan? Like,
1: that's the, that's <laughs> the level of thinking. And yeah. it's funny because that's that's where I saw that play out is uh, when I was in um when I was doing time. Mm. The the correctional officers I forgot exactly what they did. They changed some type of policy in in the prison system in Tracy. They changed something, and we we got lit. Mm. We was all we was all standing up there. It was like it's ten o'clock. Count everybody get to your bunk. Now we ain't going to our bunks, mm-hmm. right? And I was in a, I was in what was called the zoo. It was a big auditorium full of three hundred convicts. Mm. We all were out of our bunks. You know, what I'm saying like, no, nah, we, we got to discuss this before before 10 o'clock count happens. The people on the cat, the the cats, the people in the cat tower or the catwalk, they got the, they got the mini 14 aimed at us and whatnot. You got CS7 yeah. gas aimed at us. We didn't give a damn. We didn't give a damn. At that moment, we was all fighting for the same thing. Right. Yeah. So so I've seen that play out, you know, yeah. in, the, in in the prison system where it's like, yeah, we're all convicts. You know, you have your group and, you know, I have I have my group and but we can we can have we can have respect you know what i'm saying and we can have we can have a set of rules and guidelines that keep things that keep the ceasefire going right yeah so yeah it's that's that's like a whole new level thing and a lot of people don't out here can't really get to that point you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying It's, it's a tough thing to get to like to sit down with somebody and you know that their beliefs might might be so might be totally opposite from yours to the point that it can cause some some disruption you know but still sit down and have a have an intellectual conversation of like okay listen you want rights you want the same rights that i do and vice versa how do we accomplish that and you still get to keep your beliefs because my thing is like yeah i don't give a damn what you believe in i ain't worried about that you know what i'm saying my worry is can i get can i get pulled over for a busted taillight and still make it home like you can mm-hmm. that's it do you now do you think you think i deserve that or not if you think mm-hmm. i don't deserve that yeah we got a problem mm-hmm. If you think I do deserve that because I'm a taxpaying American just like you, then we're good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Believe what you want. You don't have to like me. you don't have to love me. Just respect that I'm my own individual, and I, I deserve my own, you know, autonomy and the same rights. That's so right. it is
1: what it is. <laughs> that brings about civility, not the other way yeah. around. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So I think that rolls perfectly into my next question. How do you feel like your work impacts community communities of color specifically? black community?
1: Um. So yeah, that's, that's heavy. I think that, I think that being that, you know, I am a black man and, you know, I come from, you know, I come from the black community, mm-hmm. whether, I, whether I wanted to or not, whatever I do is going to impact. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think everything that I do um, has an impact. And I think now I've shifted from, I've shifted from things happening to me, to things happening through me. Mm hmm. I think I've shifted to that now and um, I definitely got a lot more work to do and a, lot, and a lot more to learn. But I I think I I think I'm, what I'm trying to do is like show people that you can you can take whatever skills that you have and be able to put your own voice to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the place you're supposed to be in society. And that's OK, wherever that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's the impact that I'm having. I hope it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope it is. Um, but I guess really, I won't really know that until you know decades from now when I see the people that I've talked to you know years years before like what they've grown into you yeah. know and so I think that I think jury's out on that
2: mm-hmm.
1: I believe I'm doing pretty good I believe I'm bringing some positivity I believe I'm bringing some enlightenment but we'll see
0: we'll see we'll see yeah. I, 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 feel, I bet you are I'm sure I think it's already start to come back to you I the hope kids so. and the things they said about you and how I you hope yeah, for sure. All right. So what are three to five actionable steps for those who are looking to pivot their path? What would you say?
1: Damn, three to five actionable steps. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um I think uh number one is um stay active, stay attractive. <laughs> right. So so you know, keep keep moving. Don't don't sit still. Try to find the things that excite you. Mm-hmm. Uh, i think that's one um i think two if you fall in love with the fight you can't lose mm. right so find something that find whatever it is that you like to do make sure it's the process that you like
2: mm.
1: not the add not the not the accolades and not the admiration nah you know what i mean like for yeah. me for me i do art period whether i'm getting paid for it or not because i love it it's what makes me feel alive it's what makes me feel like um it's what i've I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. You yeah. know what I mean? So fall, if you fall in love with the fight, you can't lose. It won't, you know, it won't matter about what other people think of it. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You'll, you'll never, you'll never, um, you'll never be defeated because you're always coming back for that, for the next, for the next two piece. You are coming back for the next round, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the third one, I would say, how can I put this? Watch your damn mouth and how you treat people.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause you never know who you're talking to at mm-hmm. any given time. You could be talking to the next CEO of whatever. You know, you could be talking to the next president of the United States. You don't know. Yeah. You know, I think I watched uh I watched Kamala talk about, you know, when she was talking about her mom saying, I'm sure my mom didn't expect me to be vice president one day and then here, here I am, you know. Yeah. And um, so yeah, watch your mouth. And uh I would say yeah, I would say a fourth one, uh walk slow and drink a lot of water.
0: <laughs> Pass it on, <all> along. <laughs> Man,
1: it, it it's worked for me. Oh my god, yeah. it's worked for me so well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do a lot, you can be amazed what of what walking slow and drinking water can be. I have a friend, her entire weight loss journey was literally her walking everywhere and drinking water.
1: There you Just go.
0: Her yeah. whole she lost a hundred pounds, like <laughs>
1: And kudos to her
0: literally walking walking yeah. in drinking water right. last question to get you out of here so where mm-hmm. can people find you online to keep pace with your creative journey
1: um so my my website is dre3d.com um and hell you can just my personal email andre rodriguez sr uh at gmail.com you can reach me there i'm not um i'm not hard to find if you do get at me and i don't get back at you bother me Mm -hmm. get at me i'm not i'm not bougie like (laughs) Dre, i already sent you one email damn it say something back get at me and i'll definitely i'll get back to you
0: y'all heard that get at him so i'm gonna drop all that info in the description if you're watching this on youtube and in the show notes if you are listening in your car or while you're working out or whatever you're doing whatever you do to listen to the show but thank you dre for taking the time to talk to me this saturday and like dropping everything that you drop like you you have so many like two or three word phrases like i'm just gonna make a whole list and like really
1: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Somebody, some, some of my folks demand me i should write a book of drayisms i'm like i don't know
0: i i would buy that i would buy <laughs> real like look hey you know digital digital uh assets that's my thing man throw that up throw that up put that on on your website
1: I might, you know what? I might have to work with you on that.
0: Yeah, for real. I might,
1: I might need some. I might need some uh, some
0: guidance. <laughs> yeah, I downloaded for sure. <laughs> no doubt.
1: And, and and thank you for having me here. It was uh it's an honor to be here.
0: Thanks for watching Black Executive. Join the conversation in the comments below, and be sure to like and subscribe. You can find a full list of all available podcast episodes on BlackExecutive.com or wherever you stream. Until next time, keep aspiring to inspire.